Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Outside the United States, dial 001-205-672-2000. This is a special world report with a friend of Megagoria. It was an event you didn't hear of. Never a warning given. Never reported in the headlines. August 2nd, 1981, a declaration of war. The Virgin Mary appeared at an obscure threshing floor in a corner of the world in an unknown village called Medjugorje. The Virgin told us that a great struggle was about to unfold between her son and Satan and that human souls were at stake. All the while, the world moved forward into a war it didn't know was begun. You, between two sides, her son and Satan, heaven and hell, earth the battleground. The time of separation was started. On which side shall you be? As bishops prepare to gather in the Vatican for a meeting called a synod on the Amazon, critics are voicing concern. Two months after the release of the Amazon Synod's working document, the neo-pagan views of one of its chief architects are coming into sharper focus. Brazilian ex-priest Leonardo Boff has been identified as the theologian of reference for the Synod's instrumentum laboris. In 1992, Boff left the priesthood and married a Marxist activist after being silenced by Joseph Ratzinger for promoting liberation theology. But he continues to push his radical vision forward across the world. The Synod's working document draws from his 1995 book, Cry of the Earth, Cry of the Poor. In it, Boff slams man as a parasite, in his words, a true Satan of the earth, and urges him to recover what he calls the aspect of truth in paganism. Boff calls for a new world order in which all beings, human and non-human, If you've been following the last broadcast, you would be becoming more and more unnerved. When I says, do not be afraid of the future, we have to ask ourselves, why is she saying that? Because as a mother, she knows 
We're going to be afraid of the future. I'm telling you right now, there are scary things happening in the church. They talked about in the 40s, I think it was, or maybe around the turn of the century before that, there's a smoke of Satan has entered in the church. Well, that was smoldering. Now it's on fire. There are things happening, and as we uncover these things, it's beyond what I could imagine or you can imagine. A synod at the Vatican will be taking place called the Amazon Synod on October 6th. How is that that happened on that date? The Eve of Lepanto, the great battle, when Europe is going to be overrun. But it's not Europe this time, it's the whole world. And our poor church is in trouble. Climate justice, global warming, that's the encyclical. Laudato Si, we've done a broadcast about that, warning you where this is headed. You have liberation theology manifesting its ugly head. John Paul tried to kill it. You have pantheism, tribalism, mob rule, no structure of the church. We go to the mindset of acceptance of all peoples, married priests, and ordained women. This is coming in October. That's the agenda. Cardinal Brand Mueller, who's a scholar of the church history, said of the Synod that's coming this October 2019, he says, quote, Nobody who reserves the current situation in the Catholic Church carefully would really believe that the upcoming Synod in October is truly about the fate of the Amazon forest and its inhabitants. You've heard about all the fires, everything going on. That's a smoke screen to get attention on the Amazon. So why do we have an Amazon Synod? It's because the indigenous people. Instead of changing them and civilizing them through evangelization, we're going to what they are and coming down there, accepting all people. The vice president of this huge nation, Brazil, George Hamilton Moreira, wrote on Twitter, the Brazilian Amazon is safe. He's addressing this because of all the fires in the Amazon. He says, quote, I live there and I know what the fires are like in periods of drought. In other words, this is not out of the normal. He continues, turning them into a crisis while forgetting the tragedies that fire has caused the United States and Europe shows the bad faith of those who are unaware that the lungs of the world are the ocean and not the Amazon. How many times have you been watching what's going on recently that the Amazon is the lungs of the world? This is a lie. I didn't have to hear this vice president say this. I already knew that. Did you know plankton is tiny little organisms? Tiny, broken down little microorganisms. And 50% of the world's oxygen, minimum, comes from these plankton in the ocean. And when they die, these organisms produce carbon, which is 40,000 gigatons of greenhouse gases, CO2s, carbons. You know how much man produces? 7.9 gigatons. Nothing. It's a speck. This is a lie. They create this situation because in the end, it's to destroy Christianity and to destroy the church. The Brazilian scientist, Professor Carlos, says, quote, The climate varies by natural causes. Extreme events have always occurred. CO2 does not control the global climate. 
and is the gas of life. See, they want to take away what gives us life, and they reverse it. What does Satan do? Opposite in God. What we need for greenhouse gases to live by, because it gives us life, they say the opposite, that it's dangerous. Carlos continues, without CO2, plants, animal, and man would come to an end. This is so basic. It is so simple. And we are so stupid. Not that we reject it, and many people may know it. We're not fighting this. They're fighting to make this an agenda. Carlos continues, without energy, including nuclear energy, poor countries will not come out of poverty. They'll come at the indigenous people in poverty. This is going to do just the opposite and throw them deeper in poverty. The renowned professor, Carlos, concluded that it is very worrying for a pope to call in an encyclical for world government to control gas emissions. So what do we say about Pope Francis? He's the pope. That's what we got. But I want to tell you, Jimmy Carter was just like him. Jimmy Carter relied on everybody around him to tell him what to do. And we have a Pope that this is happening to. We have to pray for him, yes. But there is a curtain of power feeding so much information that that office today in the church doesn't know what's going on left or to the right. And it is frightening to see how bad things are. And you know what's behind this communism? It's dressed up as green. Because when you start calling for the poor, all the social stuff, all the poverty, is being used for the promoting of this idea of climate. In reality, it's communism dressed up in green. Many of the main people in the Synod in October, church officials involved with the Synod, support abominable lifestyles and have stated their support the idea of married priests and ordaining women. One article stated, although it's not an official agenda, observers predict that compulsory celibacy will be put on the discussion at the Amazon Synod. It's an excuse to bring all these demonic agendas into it, when it's supposed to be helping the indigenous people. Julio Laredo is author of Liberation Theology. The rest of the title says, A Life Jacket for the Poor Made of Lead. No, it's going to drown them. It's going to sink them. He's going to be the moderator for an upcoming pre-Amazon Synod, which is opposing the Synod in the Vatican. And that's going to be in Rome. He said in regards to the Amazon Synod, quote, many, if not all of the figures that appear in the media circuit are in fact mouthpieces for the environmentalist lobbies. They said in 2007 at the Sisi Accord that the environmental movement is dead unless we spread our veins throughout the Universal Catholic Church. They entered there. They've been working on it. That's in the book, Look What Happened When You're Sleeping. you got to go back and read these things. It was foretold. Nobody talked about that. Nobody released that. That's going to be the only thing you can find in 2007 for several years about climate change, global warming, and all this agenda. And I wrote it not because I found it. I found it through the messages of a lady. That's why you have to look at what all you're saying, what she's talking about, to understand what's going on in the world. And it's very big much bigger than we ever could imagine. Even what I've been following for years, this is exceeding everything I can imagine. So Julio says, after saying the media circuits are the mouthpieces for the environmentalist lobbies, 
He said they are flown in private planes and receive huge media coverage, but do not represent Amazon. He continues and says, I can say the fingerprint of liberation theology are all over the place and more up-to-date and radical versions already tending towards pantheism. What is pantheism? It's a doctrine that equates God with the forces and laws of the universe. The belief that reality is identical with divinity. And we see this. God is the universe. That's who he is. Pantheist beliefs does not recognize a distinct personal God. In Webster's 1828 dictionary, it says simply, pantheism, the doctrine that the universe is God. So Julio Laredo continues, since its origin, the church is evangelized by civilizing and by being civilized people, they evangelized. The real Amazon Indians want to be evangelized. The promoters of the Synod deny that the church has to evangelize. They say that the church has to learn from the Amazon Indians rather than the other way around. It continues, a shocking proof of this is a huge surge of evangelical sects in the region. Talking about the Amazon. As the church abandons its missionary spirit, this void is being filled with Protestants. They're outpacing us. They're growing more holy. They're more aggressive. While we regress, Julio continues more. Holy Mother Church is going through troubled times, which did not begin with the current pontiff, but are certainly reaching a climax with him. And he says, we want to proclaim ourselves devoted sons of the church by pointing out the pitfalls toward which she is heading if the Synod has its way. It is a cry of love and concern for the Holy Roman Catholic Church. People, we're in trouble. Our lady said, October 2nd, 2010, I call you to a humble, my children, humble devotion. See, something's happening in the church. Something's going to change. And she's saying, be humble and keep humble devotion. Ivanka has been told about the future of the church. Our lady told her many things. If the church is okay, why is she telling Ivanka these things? We're going to see a different Catholic church. The Pope just recently said he's not scared of schism. Where are we headed? We're headed for bad times. Radical times. Because our lady's been with us for 38 years. That's why it's so serious. Nothing has happened in the history of the church like this before. Yeah, you have schism, you have this. This is the first time the church can really be destroyed. And that's why our lady's with us. So how big is this? It's bigger than what you know. It's bigger than you can understand. Our lady understands it. And if you read her messages, you can see the magnitude of it just a little bit. And it's so huge. Bishop Franz Overbeck in Germany is one of the Synod organizers. He is part of an organization that provides the relief for Latin America. He stated on May 2nd, 2019, the goals of the Synod. Listen carefully. What I'm about to read to you is what these people are publicly saying. This is not behind closed doors. Yes, it was conceived behind closed doors, but now it's public. 
Bishop Overbeck says, quote, After the Synod, nothing will be the same in the church. He's referring to the Synod. And then he says, quote, It will mark a break, in other words, a rupture, in the church. That's the purpose of it. They're not even hiding it. They're saying it. I wrote about that. The closer and closer they get, we'll be able to see what their agenda is, and they will become completely naked in their intentions and their agenda. But they know that's going to come out at one point, and thereby they have to push harder. So now they're telling you up front what they're going to do. Alain says, on the same day, Overbeck says this, May 2nd, 2019, Alain gives a message. This is recent. She says, from the beginning, I prayed for the church. Pray for the church and her servants, for those whom my son called. Jesus called Judas. We got a lot of Judases right now. Overbeck is Judas. So how do we get the same message contradicting after the sin night, nothing will be the same in the church. There will be a mark, a break, a rupture in the church. Let's go to another message. Our lady says, September 2nd, 2016. Our lady says, I desire to call you through this time to pray for priests, for vocations in the church. Well, that's nice. That's what we think about. But let's say something interesting after that. Pray for my shepherds. She didn't say priest. What does she mean? Who are the shepherds? A lady sheds light, saying, pray for priests, pray for vocations in the church. And then she adds, pray for my shepherds, that they may lead my church, my fold. Is our lady referring to us, the apostles, that you get the priests in the church that's going to have the hands tied by what's happening? And that when we pray for, quote, our lady said, my shepherds, that they may lead my church, my fold. Is this a hint of two churches? Is this what Overbeck is talking about? The church will be ruptured? Is this what Pope Francis is talking about? He sees that there may be a schism coming. Is there anti-synod taking place on October 5th to counter the October 6th? Synod, which is going to last a couple of weeks. We see some things happening right now. I already said May 5th, 2014. I desire to call you through this time to pray for my intentions, my plans that I desire to realize with the world, with this parish, and with my church. Why is she saying that? When the Pope went through France for 70 some odd years, nobody knew where the church was. Was it in Lyon? Or was it in Rome? Are we going to see two churches? Which one are we going to go to? Which one will it be? Again, to help you decide that, May 5th, 2014, I desire to call you through this time to pray for my intentions and my plans. She has a plan because she knows something's going to happen. That I desire to realize with the world, with this parish, with my church, so where Our Lady is, is the church. Are we going to see a division? We certainly see it in the Synod. May 17, 2019. Pray for my intentions, for my plans, which I desire to realize by my coming, for my shepherds, for the church, for firm faith of my priest. 
There's going to be a division in the priest. We already see it. Which way are you going? Brian Mugler is on one side. Bishop Overbeck is on the other side. All this is disconcerting. But I really can't be here for 38 years without something very, very serious that she has to come for. How long is she going to be here? What is she here for? Ale is telling us she wants us to put God in the first place. How long is she going to be with us? She says this on May 25th, 2015. I am with you and I pray for you and your conversion until, that's the big word, until you put God in the first place. Whatever this division is about, whatever happens, she's going to stay here until God's in first place because the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. If you're still not certain, why did she say December 2nd, 2015? From the very beginning, the church was persecuted and betrayed. That's how these words. Why would she bring this up now? That happened in the beginning. Because what happened in the beginning is going to happen now. From the very beginning, the church was persecuted and betrayed. But day by day, it grew. So how do we know how serious this is? Because after that, she says this. It is indestructible. In other words, there is a plan to destruct the church. And it's going to prevail. Except for we have the promise of Christ that the gates of hell would not prevail against it. And it would have happened. And it will happen had not our lady been here. That's what she's here for, to save the world. But not only save the world, but to save the church. That's why she says, I will be here until you put God first. It is indestructible because my son gave it a heart, the Eucharist. And we know it can't be destroyed. It can't be stopped by Satan. The Eucharist and the light of his resurrection shone and will continue to shine upon it. Therefore, do not be afraid. A lady can't be saying do not be afraid without we got catastrophic, frightening things happening. We have to read and interpret all these things that they're trying to start a new church with a socialist society. And this again comes all from liberation theology. Colonel Raymond Burke who used to be Archbishop of St. Louis. I met with him in the Vatican on some issues. Talked to him on several occasions. But he says about Cardinal Brand Mueller, who I quoted early, said that this is a disturbing proposition, talking about the working document for the Amazon Synod. And Burke adds, and pretends, an apostasy from the Catholic Church. And then you have Archbishop Vigano speaking again, who's been in hiding, September 11th, Vigano adds that Pope Francis, by supporting the Amazon Synod, is provoking a schism himself. Vigano adds that it's Francis' responsibility to prevent the schism. So we're headed down a bad, bad road. But at the same time, our lady is here to do battle with the dragon. And we are facing very serious situations. Our said, read the signs of the times. We have a president of the United States of America who's revoking all of Obama's things with climate change. He's turning it upside down. He's secular. We have on the spiritual side, the Pope, 
is going to not revoke, but to endorse these things. Trump, on the secular side, has it more right than what our Holy Father does, because he's listening to people around him that's misguiding where he's going. Trump parallels what our lady's been telling us. He talks about this election coming up is our most important election in history. See, he senses it. He sees where we're headed. When people say the Amazon's the green lung of the world, I didn't have to research that. I know it's but a speck because I know what the ocean's doing. See, it's all a lie. Do not believe lying voices, our lady says. Listen to Donald Trump and what he's saying more correctly on the secular side than we are on the spiritual side. Physically manifesting. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization. Spiritually moving. August 2nd, 1981, a great struggle is about to unfold between my son and Satan. Human souls are at stake. The spiritual realms of heaven and hell, which we can't see, is in battle, but they bite the battle physically through man. Two events coming together on the world stage, orchestrated by the Queen of Peace. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation, and this will be our last chance to save it. What is happening in the church physically is a reflection of what is happening spiritually. Two sides are manifesting their agendas, one of light, the other of darkness. All of what a friend of Medjugorje is speaking about in today's broadcast is contained in his book Big Q, Little Q, The Calm Before the Storm. Spread this book to everyone you know. Fight back. It is time to fight back. To really understand the real battles, hidden and seen, Big Q, Little Q, The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Medjugorje is the best way to see clearer. Order in bulk to give away to all your family and friends. You can order by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000 or by visiting medj.com and click on Shop Online. When dialing from outside the United States, dial 001-205-672-2000. Thank you. Now, here is a friend of Medjugorje to conclude today's broadcast. You know, one thing about geography and going to places, you understand things. You can see things you can't see just by having the cognition of only reading. I'm in Athens right now. You have a perspective much broader of St. Paul, Corinthians, all these things, the Bible. You couple that with Our Lady's messages, you can understand what's happening much more clearer. And it's a blessing to be able to bring these things to you and to enlighten you what well, he has given me the grace to be enlightened geographically at these places. We have the 25th coming up before the Synod, and it's important that you fight. We have to fight back. 
It's not just prayer. Prayer leads to action. We are not standing up against these things. You need to be going to the schools. You need to see what the teachers are teaching and debunk these things. You have to be active. Our lady is very aggressive. She's actively coming to the earth every single day, calling upon you to respond to the call. And if you do, she's saying, thank you for responding to my call. I'm looking for action, not your words, not just staying in your prayer corner. It's got to result in your physical movement to act. Spread these broadcasts. I'll be headed to Patmos where the book of Revelations was written. We're bridging Patmos and the Revelation written there to Mejigoria. Because 1900 years ago, that's what he saw. Mejigoria, what's taking place now? It's that big. We're in the Antichrist system. And if you don't recognize that, you'll be part of it. But at least don't crush it. And therefore, if you don't recognize it, you stay part of it, you'll be crushed. And you regret you didn't make the changes necessary to be with the church who is with Our Lady. It's decision time. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye.